0: Guess who's back, bitches? His name is Stretch R.F. and Reed. That is his name. I am the Stretch R. Reed. This is the Big 49, and I am back up in ya. And I think I'm finally, finally, completely recovered. It's Tuesday, and I think I'm finally coming out of this BS. I think I am finally getting better, man. It, it is. I still got a little hack here and there where there's some crap in the lungs, but it's the leftovers of the illness. And I am back, and I am Henri, and I am fired up, and I am ready to get to it on the radio for you today. And today is a wonderful day. We are going to sit down a very long interview with Mr. Ken Roxon coming up next. Do I mention Motoman? Man? Remember, we're told not to ever mention Motoman Man again. Uh, maybe in passing. Maybe heard it. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. It's a, it's a really good interview. I'm very happy for Kenny Roxon. Remember, I'm a big Ken Roxton fan. I dig him. I really like what he's done on the Suzuki, getting it back on the box for the first time since 2016 when he did it last time. There's a lot to this storyline that went down on Saturday night, and, and I dig it all uh, so much. And we'll talk to him about it, and Kenny is very gracious and open and honest with his answers. So shout-out to him. Very long interview with Kenny. You know what's funny? I would say the interview with Kenny Roxon today is as long as some entire podcasts that are out there. And you'll get this on a podcast uh, today as well. The Stretch Show podcast always comes up a couple hours after the Stretch Show, except for Thursday when I got uh, my third job in a row. I do three jobs all on Thursday. I don't get it up till late at night on the, uh, Thursday night. But uh, any other day, it's up pretty early, a couple hours after the show ends. Show ends at 12 o'clock on the Pacific time. So that's coming up. Also, if you miss Cooper Webb, my BFF, he's coming up in the middle of the show today. They're dropping it like it's hot. We are moto. We are moto rock extreme. We are big 49. And then I got stories for you. I got a story about a bank that I had on the docket yesterday that I didn't get to. I got some car thefts going on that are Crazy. I got another UFO update. It's another one from the same report that I told you about yesterday, The where the government's not completely poo-pooing. A release from a dude who is a Harvard professor and another dude from the Pentagon where they say a huge alien mothership possibly flew through our solar system and dropped little ships that then went around and explore everything. I'm serious. That effing is real right now they haven't backpedaled on it yet. Well, there's another nugget out of that same report, so we're getting all the good info we can until somebody realizes, man, they shouldn't be saying this crap and they start backpedaling. Then I got one of my favorite animal attack stories of the year so far. The year is young, but it's definitely top three of the year, if not number one. It's a really good animal attack story. Watch out for these mofos. It's not a shark, not a gator, no. It's not a spider, it's not a snake. It's a great animal story. I'm gonna get to this one. It's just like, what the F is going on? All right, and then I got a guy that accidentally ate $10,000. That's really real on that one. And then we'll talk about privacy concerns with TikTok and how government agencies ban uh, people that work for the government from using having TikTok on any of their devices can't have it there because they know it's just a spy tool for the Chinese government, and that's legit. However, there's a counterside to that argument and a flip side of that coin, and we're going to get into that as well. Lots to talk about. Fun stuff today. Moto, animal attacks, UFOs. The only thing I don't have is a ghost story, but that's because my epic ghost story is the one that's running around the radio station now because somebody, either Jason or Moto Man or... Kyle released it. Yes, I brought it there. I know I'm the guy that brought the demon box to the studio. But one of you idiots did something to rile it up. It had been peaceful for six freaking years. And in fact, let's get into this. Hold on, back my music up. I'm, I'm going to go into this right now. While I'm on this rant, I'm going to go into this. So yesterday, a weird crap happened. As soon as I brought that box to the radio station, we set it on Kyle's truck because I was messing with Kyle initially and I thought he set it on the back of his truck. Moto didn't want it in the studio. So we left it on the truck. We go inside. We come back out. It's not on the truck. Then I'm like, the only person who went outside was Moto Man. And, And I don't know. I don't think Jason or Kyle went outside. I don't think so. I know I did not go outside. And then it was gone. And then we find it in the back of Kyle's truck. So the box either blew over, moved, something happened, whatever, whatever. All right. So that happened. And then weird crap started happening immediately. Everyone started bickering. Um, Jason stole Kyle's nephew, which wasn't cool. And Kyle's upset about that still. And then Kyle's phone didn't work. And then uh, there's weird, weird stuff was going on. All right. Yesterday, I go to Syn every day. I record my show a few hours before it airs. I load it before I go to my night job. And I send the files, and then Moto Man drops them in, in into the computer. The AI runs everything. Stretch Show's not live. I've never. There's never been a lie saying that it is. I tell you, I edit down my interviews. I clean them up. I make them sound way better than they probably did when I actually did them. Because I'm a damn. Produ- I'm a radio producers at heart is what I did. I'm an audio engineer, basically. I can do things that podcast people can't do. That's why my podcast is next level. You should listen to it. It's this show, but all chopped together without that pesky music. So there we go. I sent my files yesterday, and then I'm at my job, and I get a panic call from El going, where the hell's your show? And I'm like, it's in the system. Load it. And he said, F you, you didn't send it. And I said, F you, I sent it. At some point yesterday, for the first time ever, 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 there was days where I literally never loaded it, like forgot I I did it earlier and I didn't send it before I left, I've done that before, but never have I sent it before and then it doesn't go through, and that's what happened yesterday, tell me that's a coincidence, we got a demon loose in the damn uh, shop of the radio station or somewhere around the grounds of the radio station, because some numbnuts it'd be funny to joke with the demon box that I told them, don't joke with the box, don't open the box, don't mess with the box, just leave it alone, it's fine, you have it there it's a little creepy but it's fine and now it's not fine and now the show didn't go through yesterday i swear that happened that's that's real that did not happen uh you probably got it i then got home from work at like six o'clock in the morning and reset it so that at seven o'clock when it starts the replay of the stretch show of seven till noon you heard it yesterday there you go that real real stuff so that's still happening there's still that 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 underlying issue going on at the radio station. Hopefully you get in this show today or the radio station isn't getting knocked off the air. If it does, I'm going to find out which one of those idiots moved that box. It's one of those guys moved the box isn't going to move itself. It's not going to move itself. It hadn't moved itself in six years at my house. It was locked away with a bottle of holy water on top of it. Next time, I, I'm not going to the studio this weekend. I know that. I know that that thing is up there and I am here and I am not going there. It's going to be an issue for Motoman and Kyle and Jason to figure out next week. I tell you, Moto Man's there by himself most of the time. Moto, it's coming for you. All right, up next, Kenny Roxon. HEP Suzuki. Great interview. I must say, because, well, it's a stretch interview. It's masterful. It's the big 49. Big, big, big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You know that we're huge fans of Justin Barsha because the dude's got a sense of humor and he is an all-around amazing rider and he had a great ride in Indy finishing second place behind Ken Roxon. and I'll tell you at the end of that race he was really really closing on Roxon, man, closing, closing, closing and Roxon was able to hold him off and get the win but what a great night in Indy. A brand new episode of BAM TV is now up on YouTube and I gotta love this, it's Barsha once again showing his sense of humor. He says, you know, he goes to Indy, he has a really clean race, and then he comes back, and there's always that one guy on the internet that says, Barsha, well, let just hear this. Check this out.
1: Had a good clean race, come home, and there's just that one guy. You're still a dirty piece of shit. Barsha. I come home and I'm like oh there's some dirt on the driveway
0: like I start cleaning that
1: I am clean I don't know what else to do guys
0: everything's all right by the way funny stuff in the rest of the video Barsha goes on and cleans his entire house his driveway the toilets in his bathroom and he's trying to figure out why people are calling him dirty it's funny uh, there's a lot of self-awareness there about Justin Barsha and the fact he doesn't make apologies for it and he absolutely makes fun of it is very very cool and he also admitted after the the race on Saturday night that because Roxon was the guy in front of him, it was making him ride that much faster and that much harder because he wanted to be the guy to spoil it for Kitty, which I freaking love, man. Justin Barsha is the man. Shout out to him. Go check out the new episode of BAM TV now over on the YouTube channel. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with a dude who is at the top of the box. For the first time ever on this new team, kind of, and for the first time for this manufacturer in a long time, I am talking about Kenny Roxon aboard that HEP Suzuki and up on the top for the first time this season. It has got to feel really, really good, Kenny. I know you've had a lot of battles you've been riding for a long time. You've had a lot of big wins in your life, but where does this one rate for you as far as biggest wins of your career? at the top
1: nice. um i mean granted you know i didn't win for three years there after one of the injuries which yeah. was huge but this one i don't know you know there's a lot of critics out there and um yeah i believe that I, I could win on it on the bike and yeah. but then to make it happen is also a whole other story <laughs> right so this yeah.
0: true
1: this was um this is unreal you know after the last few weekends especially it's it's it, it ranks at the very top I think especially for my team too Like I've been able to do that a couple of times I feel like same with RCH yeah. and now here this is the first win ever for the team like that is a huge accomplishment and yes it is yeah, it's one on top for sure.
0: All right, uh, Kenny, now we know that you said you kind of finally got back into your routine. You're, you've been home, you've been getting able to train to do everything that you, you normally do. Got got back into your zone recently for the first time in a while. Do you think that was the, the missing cog here for this season that you finally got it dialed in, you finally got the bike like you wanted to, and now that you got back into your routine is maybe uh, what that was, the missing ingredient that led us to tonight? um absolutely that was a huge part
1: of it um as much as i gelled with the bike like right when i jumped on it we had a feel like we had a lot of stuff thrown at us in the beginning of the season you know i've been on so many different setups and um it was definitely tough there and i've definitely had some races that i wasn't happy with but most importantly is that we never gave up um the team and i we've been out on the track um until 7 p.m. Sometimes, like especially the week before Tampa, um, and we just weren't letting off until um, until I felt like we could. So, okay. this this night tonight I've dreamed of for many many months right now, and um, yeah. it seemed so far away, especially after all these last races. Right, I wasn't anywhere near. My starts weren't good, yeah. and I wasn't anywhere near even the podium honestly. So, yeah. to pull this one off on a track like this tonight, um, I, I just. I have to let this settle in and, um, I don't want to let, let this get to my head or like think this, that this is going to happen every single weekend. You know, yeah. it, it's just, it's tough out there. So, but for tonight, we're, me and my team, we're definitely going to enjoy this. Nice. Um, no doubt about it. Um, and we're just going to keep charging hard, train hard. And, um, it's so tough out there. Like everybody, the top 10 is going so fast that it's, you know, if you don't have a start, it makes life a lot harder. But tonight I did and, yeah. and we were able to make it happen. And, this race felt it felt long and short at the same time. I was just trying to hit my marks. Obviously, <laughs> Lappers came into play, and yeah. um, this was probably one of the, definitely one of the ruddiest tracks that I've ever ridden. For sure. Um, this was such an accomplishment that I, I, I have to let it settle in.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Kenny, did you ever start, though, over either the course maybe of this year of not getting up on the box and some of last year, you know, the struggles here and there? Has there ever been a point where you started doubting yourself? Is there some redemption in this because maybe you were doubting yourself before? I don't know if doubt is the right word, but
1: we've had so many long weeks and long days. Um, Before Tampa, I rode till like 7 p.m. on Thursday and 5 p.m. on Friday and then went and raced on Saturday with my hands pretty much bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) But it's days like that that I felt like I have to go through. And we didn't even find anything that special, but you have to sometimes go through these long days to check things off the list okay and um it's just it's hard when you you know i've been on the bike since the beginning or of december or something like that so it it, realistically not that much you know sometimes you take a whole year to to really figure it out but we have we've tested during the week we tested on the weekends because we could I, i couldn't just settle down with some something that wasn't rideable to my max Okay. And so we just kept going and kept going and kept going. And um, I, I feel like just in the last week and a half, even before Daytona, I, I found something that I like. And I couldn't really show it in Daytona yet. Yeah. But um, I was confident that once once I had the bike feeling like I want to, I, I just got to do my laps and, and believe yeah. that we're doing the right things. And yeah. obviously, we did. So I, I don't know if I doubted it. It was more so like I had to take a deep breath at one point and, and kind of let some things go and settle down a little bit and um, approach things maybe a little bit differently. And, okay. I was, obviously for a rider, once you find something where you're like, holy crap, like this is, this is it, like a complete different motorcycle, right? My bike right now feels <laughs> completely different than it did in the beginning of the season and, and that's just what I was looking for, Okay. um, to not, you know, so I can actually ride the bike and not the bike rides me. All
0: right, so we get the bike dialed in, we get you where you are comfortable and you are finally ready to win. Walk us through tonight, uh, getting this first win, how it went down in that main event. Let, let's, see, let's hear it from your side. Um... I tried to control what I
1: could okay. and I was just focusing on right in the moment and um, first was focus on the start, we did that and then it was hitting my marks, like finding a groove, Chase was obviously on me and uh, yeah. pretty close but I think he went down unfortunately yeah. so I had a little bit of a gap and I just clicked off lap after lap after lap and obviously this, this lap time was a shorter and with how soft the track was and we had I don't even know how many laps we did, 27, 28, 26. I don't know. But yeah. obviously, that comes into play with uh, track being like an enduro track at, towards the end. <laughs> and I was just clicking off corner after corner and just focused yeah. on what was right there in the moment. And once we had seven laps, uh, seven minutes plus one to go, and on a track like that, it's a lot of laps. But I was yeah. like, okay, we just click it off a little bit more, a little bit more. And then it was yeah. five, and then it was three <laughs> plus one. And then we have, you know, like four laps to go. And yeah. I just, I charged all the way to the end. Um, Justin was obviously coming. I got a little yeah. bit unlucky with lappers. And, um, I think I was able to just pull out a tiny little bit of gap towards the end just to have a little bit of safety cushion and, and brought it home.
0: All right, Kenny, let's talk about this. The the, the highlight of the entire night to me, uh, I mean, seeing you get the win was freaking cool and the crowd going crazy and you getting Suzuki back on the top of the podium for the first time since you did it last time in 2016. There was so much storyline going on. And, and it was great to see but the greatest thing I, I want to hear you talk about this is seeing all of the other riders like I'm not kidding half the field coming up to you and congratulating you and it, w- it looked really sincere how happy the other riders were for you at the end of that race uh, how did that feel um, good thing you brought that up that was <laughs> actually super freaking cool Yeah. Like, it was. yeah.
1: Um, just people or riders you wouldn't think that they would but they yeah. did and um most of the top guys and i felt super uh, it was a great feeling like honestly yeah. i think everybody appreciates when 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 you when people win it's just so hard to do right and yeah. i think everybody knows that um with me putting the move to going to to my team that it was going to be tough and some of them probably thought that it wasn't going to happen so it was yeah. just, it was just such a rat moment and so full of emotions and like you said every rider that came up it was just, it was such a rad experience like I've never had that happen before honestly.
0: It was very cool to see and it just shows how much camaraderie there is amongst you guys even though you're the biggest competitors and everybody wants to win everybody's still happy for you when you get the win especially uh, you know with all you've been through. But there was one thing honestly to me that maybe was even cooler than all of your competitors being out there it was seeing that you got to really celebrate that moment with your son and your son isn't an infant he's now a toddler he's a- Aware, he kind of knows what's going on out there. So how cool was that for you to have your son there, you know, on the podium with you at the end and just celebrating? It was cool to see. All in all, the end of that race was just—it was a magical moment. It really, really was. It, it really is a next level feeling, and yeah. the cool part
1: is that he's—he's he's so obviously not I mean, he's two and a half, so he knows what's yeah. going on, and yeah. Um, I tell him all the time, um, Daddy Nummer Eins" means uh, Daddy Number 1 in German, and he kept saying it after the podium, too, so it's, he knows exactly what's going <laughs> awesome. on, and obviously, this being a big one for me and the team, he, yeah. I just, he loves anything with wheels so freaking bad, it's actually kind of scary, so, um, but <laughs> I wouldn't have cool. it any other way just yeah. to have them there, my whole family. Yeah. Um, They've skipped a couple of rounds this year, and going to skip a couple of rounds, but I'm so yeah. glad that they came to this one. Yeah. And I was able to make it happen with them here.
0: Yeah, they, it, it was a, a great night, Kenny. But now we got to get to this. You, you got that off that monkey off the back, if you will, with that first win on the Suzuki. And now we're got you know halfway point of the season. How many more of these wins do you think you got in the tank for this year aboard that Suzuki? Um, hopefully a few. Like I said before, I, I'm just gonna try to control whatever I can, and, and yeah. I think
1: good things will happen. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it. I'm I'm not much. I don't know any stats, honestly, because I feel like I've never really been in anything. um, I don't know if you want to say cool or whatever, but it's it's rad to hear those kind of things. And we're just going to keep trucking along and see how many we can put up there. All
0: right. How about this, Kenny? I have a stat that you are at a very cool club. How about you join the likes of Carmichael and McGrath and are a four time winner at Indy tonight? That's a very exclusive club of cool guys. Did you know that you were a member of that club now? Actually, I did. I, I heard that earlier from somebody. Um, I did an interview, which was super
1: cool. They call it the quad something. Yeah, that's quad. it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, pulling this yeah. one off tonight it puts me on a little list of uh, people that have won here four times. Same with the
0: 8500, I think. So, I mean... It's rad. It's very rad. Mr. Ken Roxon. congratulations on a great ride in Indianapolis. A huge win in your career, and it was just awesome to see. And you're also a member of the club that when you talk to the 49, you end up having the best race of your year or whatever. It's something to think about. I, I, I know you don't like Moto Man, but, hey, it, 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 it's, it is what it is. I don't know what to say about that guy either, Kenny. I really don't. So, anyway, uh, best of luck to you next week in Detroit, Kenny. We will talk to you, hopefully then, get back up on the box and keep this train a-rolling now that you got it going in the right direction. Once again, congratulations uh, to you, the family, the HEP Suzuki team. A big, big night. Uh, I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show here on a freaking Tuesday morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to the freaking rain of Southern California. We are going to have About Another four weeks, we are going to end up with the most insane wildflower bloom ever. The hills will be beautiful and colored with wildflowers, yellow and white and purple. And it is going to be amazing. And idiots are going to run up into the hills and trample them down and kill them all. And then it'll be a nice brush fire danger for later in the summer. But we are in for some green, beautiful hills here very, very soon. Hopefully, looking at it into the drought, that would be nice. They keep saying, this is not the end of the drought. Continue to conserve water. Don't water your lawns. Not that you need to because it rains every effing day. Oh. All right, let's get into some crazy Planet of the Apes type crap right now. It's my favorite animal attack story I have had this year. And it comes to us courtesy of South Africa. It's just amazing. Here's what we get. We go into South Africa. There's some um, some hikers, and they're rappelling on a side of a waterfall up on these cliffs, and it looks like they kayaked into this area. And it's cool. It's, uh, it's beautiful where they are, and it looks really awesome. So here they are, and they're hiking up there, and they're up on the side of the, the cliff getting ready to rappel down this waterfall. When they say, and it was a more than three, three seriously injured there were a few other hikers who escaped unharmed only because they had already rappelled down and they were out of the way when this happened and here's what it is all of a sudden out of nowhere up above the hikers agitated baboons came rolling in a pack of agitated baboons you're like that sounds weird it is weird and here's what happens they say the freak incident occurred as the pack of seven hikers are going down the side of this thing in the Hoek Mountains in the Western Cape of South Africa. They're two days into their journey when they stop for lunch and they're having some fun and they notice a pack of baboons on a cliff up above them. Baboons, by the way, some of the world's largest monkeys. They're not gorillas, but they are definitely massive effing monkeys. They say they weigh about 80 pounds each, about four feet tall, and this group appeared both agitated and curious at the humans that were below them. They say this was the third time they'd been down this area before, the first time any of these people had ever seen any baboons around. So they didn't think much about it. It's South Africa. There's wild animals everywhere. You know, just be aware they're there. Don't mess with them, whatever. Well, the baboons are like, FUM ers you're in our town. Get the F out of here. And they start doing baboon-like behavior. And what they're doing is they're telling you, get the F out of here. This is, our, this is our area. You hear the same stories about Bigfoot. People will say it's agitated and throwing rocks and doing stuff. Well, that's what these baboons start doing. They start chucking rocks at these hikers. And not only do they start throwing rocks at these hikers. Uh, so here they are. They're up on a cliff above you. They say the baboons start throwing rocks at them. A couple of the hikers get scared, and they rappel down to another level to get away from the baboons. The other ones that are standing there are just taking shelter from all the rocks that are coming. Well, the baboons then dislodged. This is is where it gets crazy. A huge boulder to fall down onto the remaining five hikers that were standing on the ledge still. No joke. So here you are. You're on a a ledge. There's agitated baboons above you. They're throwing rocks at you. And then they realize they're not really getting rid of you with the rocks. So they unleash a massive boulder on that ass. A huge boulder. They say the boulder weighed more than 132 pounds. The baboons dislodged it. It rolled down and struck the remaining humans standing on the ledge. And three of them, it broke and crushed their legs. Broken bones in their legs. They say the massive stone exploded on impact, sending shards of razor-sharp rock flying into the hikers like shrapnel. Three of them had their legs broken by the shrapnel of rock, and another had a massive flesh wound. A fifth hiker was nearly knocked over the ledge by a stone, but was grabbed uh, halfway going off the ledge because they had safety harnesses on because they'd been climbing on the rock. There you go. Not only are they rock-throwing baboons, these MFers are unleashing landslides on you and, like, rolling boulders down on you, and they're accurate enough to hit you. The hikers had a phone on them, and even though they were in a remote area, they were able to radio in an SOS call, and a helicopter came to airlift out the injured and the remaining two uninjured hikers. So five of them injured, three with broken legs, two with wounds, uh, all airlifted out and the other hikers had to hike back out and get out of there and the baboons were gone because the helicopter scared them away that's crazy that's crazy that's no shark that's that's a, that's a shark with brains that is a smart ass animal and when it's got opposable thumbs and it can grab a rock and throw it and dump boulders on you you're effed especially a whole pack of them not to mention the baboon might weigh 80 pounds but it's the strength of like a 400 pound monster man they're really, really strong. That story's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Note to self, don't F with baboons. Note to Moto Man, don't try to F a baboon either. Not worth it. They'll rip you up. They will whoop your ass. So there we go. Man, that's a crazy story. Shout out to the people in South Africa for dealing with the crazy rock-throwing baboons. Man. All right, up next, let's go into one of my favorite, favorite stories. You know I love the UFOs, and we're going to talk about another spin-off of that UFO story I told you about yesterday. We'll get into it next. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving right now. This is what I've been waiting for for a long time. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 big. The- Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Another great social media post I saw yesterday was from Adam C. and Cirillo. It was an interview with him after the race in Indy where he was very, very emotional. And he basically is almost getting into tears saying he's never been so stoked to be in sixth place. And he said that's because he's worked so hard and he's now so grateful for what he's had his entire life. And he goes on to say he doesn't know the last time that he was proud of himself for something he did on a dirt bike and he was very proud of that race in Indy and how battling at the front of that pack he showed to himself that he can do it, he still has it and he is definitely on the right path and it's cool to see. It's the self awareness of these guys and I think sometimes after injury has had you down and out they really, really appreciate what they have. They get to race motorcycles for a living and be some of the greatest to ever do it. So shout out to Adam C. and Cirillo. We're big fans of his. the 49 and hopefully he continues to rise up and get over you know everything that's happened in the past and continue to be a great rider in the 450s future i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big 49. it's a stretch show here on a tuesday morning thank you for listening to us don't forget you've got if you missed any of the insanity that was the Saturday show I highly recommend this one not only am I uh, beautiful and on camera and that is a something to see all in itself because I'm not typically on the uh, vlog the video vlog if you will but this is in increments it is all up over at the big 49.com the big 49.com and don't forget the it is the big 49.com click in there. It's up there, uh, the Moto Vlog, and it's in, in sections. So each segment we put up as a podcast. The thing is hours long. It is hours and hours long. And that is just the craziness that was everything that happened on. Saturday in Indianapolis for uh, Supercross racing, which is cool, but also the whole demon box and the bickering that went on in that room. You could, you could sense something was going wrong in that room. I, I can watch that video. Tell me, you can't see? Then you see us freaking out. There's crap moving around. It was, just, it was just a bad day. It was a bad, bad day. I'm not going back to that studio anytime soon. F you guys. You're on your own with that demon that you let out of the box. I told you not to let out of the box. That's what I told you. Let's go back to more supernatural. Let's talk about idiots. They're idiots. Someone hand you a box. Here's a box. Just don't mess with it. Put it somewhere. Leave it alone. Ignore it. It'll be fine. No, we can't do that. We're dumbasses. We're numbnutses. Idiots. All right, anyway. Here we go. Told you yesterday about a story. There is a Harvard professor named Professor Loeb who is the first guy to observe what they thought was a giant asteroid going by, going through our solar system, heading towards the sun. And then at some point, after it passed Earth, I think it might even have passed Mercury, it just made a U-turn and bolted on out of our solar system. And they're like, well, that can't be done. That's not possible. The gravitational pull of the sun at that point, it's going to suck you in and you're going to burn up before you even hit the sun. You're done, but... That's not what happened. This thing made a U-turn and bolted on out of the galaxy. And so Loeb kind of put a theory together that it was intelligently um, driven, whatever that was, as huge as that thing was. Now the theory was that it is going to drop, it dropped other like little UFOs off that then went around and did, you know, studies of our galaxy, our solar system, all that good stuff. That was the news yesterday from this report. Well, now we've got very interesting report from the same people, uh, more from that same report. And when you see these videos of things defying all physics, all the laws of physics, it, it is not possible to do what these things are doing and I'm going to tell you. So even if they're trying to spin on this to debunk it, that's their job to rationalize everything and explain things. And many of these things can't be explained. And like the Tic Tac videos and they're doing things. You're like, that's not possible. Something going that fast can't turn a 90 degree turn and shoot up. Anything inside of it would have been turned to liquid from the G forces. Plus uh, it explains how possibly they don't have a tail. Anything shooting through, our atmosphere at those speeds should basically be burning up and have like a smoke trail behind it. And, and that never happened. You don't see a Kim trail or anything going behind UFOs. Doesn't happen. So they now have gotten together and they say they think possibly that many of the UAPs that have been studied show no signs of these things because we're not really getting good readings on them because our instruments aren't really we don't have sophisticated enough instrumentation to read what these things are really doing saying the lack of all these signatures of the smoke trail and all of that could imply inaccurate distance measurements so the object is either closer or further than they think and they say also uh, which has a to derived velocity for single site sensors without a range gate capability Typical UAP sightings are too far away to get a highly resolved image of the object and determination of the object's motion is limited by the lack of range data. Like you really gotta know where something is to judge how fast it's going, how big it is, and a lot of things like that. So they're saying if it's really far away and it's moving like that, the instruments just can't read it. That's, I like that. It's giving us something, we want answers. And they're trying to give us answers from this, because technically to do, to the laws of physics, what it's doing, the friction of the UAP with the surrounding air or water, because remember, we get them going through water too, would generate a bright optical fireball, ionization shell, and tail, all implying, they say, radio signatures. However, many of the UAPs have no signs of these and that's because they think we don't have the right instruments to read them and so we don't know really the distance between us and the UAPs at the time that they're getting these videos we're seeing and that might explain some of their physics-defying capabilities because we our readings on them are wrong. I like that. That's, a, that's an answer. That explains some stuff. We want explanations, so that's that's a good theory. Comes from that same report we had yesterday, from both the people at the Pentagon and from Professor Loeb. These are the Pentagon, not so reliable, but Professor Loeb is is very li- reliable, and I like that. Good, good story. This I'm waiting on any minute for a, another guy in a military suit at the Pentagon to come forward and be like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was a um, Swamp gas, and then start backpedaling on this report. But so far, that hasn't happened. Granted, it just came out last week, and we're just now getting into the nitty gritty details of it. I'll get you more when I get it. But I, I like that one, man. All right, what do we want to get into now? I know we want to get into TikTok. You can't use TikTok if you work for the government, they frown upon it. But I'll tell you what young people are saying. The flip side of that, it's, I, it, TikTok is a spy tool for the Chinese government, plain and simple. They'll farm your data, every bit of it, Chinese government, the pinko commie Chinese get everything. The flip side of that, what young people are saying today is very interesting. We'll get into this one next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch Show here. Up in you on a Tuesday. And I am stoked that you are here. We thank you for being here. If you just found us recently, tell seven friends, please, for the love of God, we got to keep growing this thing. It's a grower, not a shower, but it's slowly becoming a shower. It's going from like an acorn penis right now to like a three incher. That's something. That's not like anything to like, hey, look at this, but it's like, it's growing. It's growing and growing with the big 49 to be coming. Thank you all for being here. We thank you for listening. The vlog at big 49 radiocom from the Moto Races on Saturday. And then the podcast of The Stretch Show, Daily Everywhere Podcast is Served. We got Instagram. We got Facebook. Follow us on all of these things. Check us out. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. And we want to keep bringing you very, very low commercial load is what we do and what we promise to always be. That's how the big 49 is going to beat the big dogs in terrestrial radio. We're already taking over LA for all practical purposes. And we're going to stay on that path. We're going to provide you motocross news that no one's ever done. That's never happened on the radio. Not on a consistent basis. I'll tell you what the old KLOS and Pirate and all those old stations used to do. They would get paid a big fat fee from Feld and they would go to the Supercross and Give, out, give away tickets on air so they can promote it. We live it 24 hours a day, 7 days a week we give you motocross news every single day and then we talk about it we cover the races We're, uh, local coming up uh, April the day of the Glendale Arizona Supercross earlier in that day we will be local out of Glen Helen got uh, two stroke nationals coming up out there and we will be out there for that so we'll do some. We do local too because we are Southern California, the best rock station in Southern California and the only moto station on the planet. All right, let's talk about this one. TikTok users are brushing off the claims of the United States government. Just so you know, TikTok has been banned on government networks and devices by both the United States, Canada, and the European Union because these governments know All that's happening there, TikTok, is they are harvesting your data and it is being harvested by the Chinese government. No need to fly a spy balloon over our country, you dumbasses, when you can just go into TikTok and get data from millions and millions of Americans. And they've been doing that. And the government's been telling people, hey, man, this is gnarly. Don't go out there and get TikTok. It's really, really bad. And now, here's what kids are saying okay, so let's not use TikTok. Meta, Google, everything else in America is doing the same thing. And now we learned yesterday that the FBI is getting that information from them, buying it from them. Granted, in China, the government actually has a stake in the app and they can do whatever they want. They just take it. Here, at least the FBI pays for it. So who do you want to get spied on is the flip side of this coin and that's what young people are saying. They're like, yeah, the U.S. and other countries are threatened by the crackdown on TikTok, yet all the other things spy on us too. So everything on our phone is spying on us. Who do you want to be spied on? By the U.S. government? Or do you want to be spied on by the Chinese government? And if you're an 18-year-old, what do you really care? You're being spied on either way. Are you like, oh, no, no, I'm going to be spied on by my government because it's much more patriotic and I love my country. No, you don't give an F. You're a teenager. You don't give an F. So TikTok is bad, and so is every other social media anything. Because we're all being spied on, all of us. And us people that don't use TikTok, like myself, I don't want to help out the pinko Chinese commie bastards. But at the same time, I don't really dig being spied on by Americans either, especially... The liberal freaking nut jobs that run social media. And the far left. It's insane. So pick who you want to be spied on is the option that we're giving young people today. Oh, I got a mad dog. You hear that? I got an angry German Shepherd in the background. You hear me talk about Pinko Chinese and he got all crazy. That's my dog. I'm stretch. Hey, it's that big 49. Coming up next, let's talk to Cooper Webb. Big, 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 big the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ finally got word from Dean Wilson about what happened in Indianapolis that kept him out of the top 10 after all the positivity we kicked towards him but I'm not gonna lie I think a lot of our positivity kicked over to Ken Rockson when we ambushed him in the middle of the day and then he ends up on top of the box but this is what Dean Wilson said he said he didn't feel comfortable all night in the ruts and he battled through he also had a gnarly indo and almost went down in the main event but instead he had to ride off the track and kind of get regrouped and get back in the fight but that him some position points and probably kept him out of a top 10 finish so we're moving to Detroit we're gonna get Dino in the top 10 next week with the positive vibes of the big 49 I am stretch another moto minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now big 49 it's stretch Show on a Tuesday let's get into this one fun times for car thieves Everybody knows the Dodge Hellcat is a badass machine, even though I've been very vocal on this show that if you drive a Dodge, you're probably a douche, Surely you drive like a douche, at least. You might not be a douche, but you get behind the wheel and you're a douche. Douchey, douchey, douchey. Dodge Hellcats still run about $95,000. And in Kentucky over the weekend, man, I'm looking at this video, in 40 seconds, These guys roll in and steal, it looks like six. Six brand new Dodge Hellcats. That's about $600,000 worth of car in 40 seconds. And here's the crazy thing. They come into the dealership. They know where the keys are. They know where everything is. And they get out in 40 seconds. It takes 60 seconds before the alarm even goes off. So by the time the alarm goes off to alert the police that there's been a break-in at this car dealership in Somerset, Kentucky. Those cars have already driven off the lot and have been gone for 20 seconds. They already have a 20-second head start before the police are even coming towards the dealership. These dudes are just rolling down the highway in six stolen Hellcats. So they roll up with six dudes, at least. They pop a door and the alarm hasn't even sounded and they are gone. Tell me that's not some professional inside job stuff, but here's the weird part. So you roll off with roughly a $100,000 car and you're like, dude, that's crazy. But the police recover five of uh, of the cars. Only one of them is still outstanding and it looks like these idiots, not only do they come in and break into the freaking dealership with precision and really have a plan set up heist they didn't really get away with anything they took the cars out and, and thrashed them is what they did they went out and just beat the hell out of them like it's really weird to me that, that, that that's what happened they say five of the cars were recovered almost immediately with one in a neighboring town and several as far away as different states at least one vehicle was a total loss and Uh, Two other ones were heavily damaged. And these are $95,000 cars, so I don't know if they wanted to film social media videos, but if you film social media video in a stolen Hellcat anywhere near uh, Somerset, Kentucky, they're going to be looking for that on social media. The police know how to use social media, just in case you didn't know. And I don't understand such a high-risk operation that was so well-tuned. Cops are thinking, obviously, it was an inside job because they knew exactly where the keys were. They knew exactly what door to come in, and they knew exactly how much time they had to get the hell out of there. Three of the cars were driven right off the showroom floor. They rolled up the door and drove them right out the showroom door. Boom! The other ones were out of the lot. All Hellcats. $95,000 a piece. Close to $600,000 in cars gone in 40 seconds. That Which beats the movie, gone in 60 seconds. Because it's way faster. These guys are amazing, so it's nuts. They say the Hellcat continues to be one of the most stolen vehicles in the world. If you have one, someone's probably going to target you, follow you home, and try and steal your car. Or steal your car, and then they're going to take it out and thrash it. It doesn't look like they're flipping these things once they steal them. That's my thought. $100,000 car, they're going to go sell it. They're going to strip it, take it to a chop shop, part it out. No, no. They just take them out and thrash around in them and then either ditch them or get them picked up by the police. All for fun. All for craps and giggles, if you will. So watch yourself if you're a douche and a dodge. I, I have a feeling if you have a $95,000 Hellcat, you're probably out doing not out doing donuts in the parking lots or on the highway or with your friends blocking the freeway. I've seen that in on the 405 freeway at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. They literally blocked the freeway. And did donuts in the middle of they were doing donuts in the middle of the 405 freeway, right by the 90, Marina del Rey. That's I, I was like, what in the f? You always saying it's not gonna happen where I live. No, there's idiots everywhere, and they all drive Dodges. <laughs> all right, coming up next, I'm gonna tell you about a guy that accidentally ate ten thousand dollars. Thought you had a bad day. Get into this one next. This is the big four nine. The man urge. Sunday night was the Oscars, and if you watched it, I'm sorry. You must have had a woman in your life that made you do it because you're a dumbass. No one at the stretch show watches the freaking Oscars because nobody gives a crap. Unless somebody gets their ass whooped like last year, we have nothing to report on the Oscars. And you know what they did? They suckered people in this year by nominating films like the Top Gun Maverick and a couple of other big movies that people actually saw, knowing they were never going to win an award. So if you watched them, you're a dumbass. Speaking of movies, Scream 6, which is a movie we would watch here on The Stretch Show, owned the box office over the weekend and made $45 million, not only enough to pay for the entire budget of the film, but also pocket an additional $10 million in profit after just one weekend. All right, and here's one that's stupid. I gotta find this guy and punch him in the cock. A guy is suing Buffalo Wild Wings in a class action lawsuit because he says they're duping customers that he ordered boneless wings. There's no such thing as a boneless wing. What you're really selling is chicken nuggets they're not really wings it's white meat it doesn't matter it's chicken it's fried it's delicious shut the f up and eat your chicken the man man entertainment with stretch big four nine it is a stretch show here on a tuesday welcome to it thank you for being here thank you for listening to us we appreciate the hell out of you guys you're home of moto rock extreme it's weird we're not a radio station even though we have a radio radio studios all over southern california more and uh, more coming to the mix but we've got studios we are a broadcast streaming platform of hls streaming we are better than radio we stream better than radio we have more listeners than any radio station there's not a terrestrial radio station with more streaming listeners than the Big 49. That uh, that uh, you can take to the bank and not those broke banks. I'm going to talk about those broke banks coming up here in a little bit. Uh, not those broke banks. A real bank that's still in business. Because we are. We truly, truly are the biggest thing streaming has ever seen in Southern California. And what's crazy is by streaming where whatever the broadcast terrestrial listener voodoo math is cuz i know it's fake cuz i was in that game for 25 30 years it's 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 bs it's not real math it's it's hokey pokey is what it is and we have real effing numbers and we know and we have more listeners than southern california radio stations we're just, Freaking ass raping them is what we're doing brutally and it's good to be the king and it's not me it's 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 that they suck at what they do we we're, we're okay at what we do and okay is way better than them being bad at what they do plus violating your ears with 18 minutes of commercials an hour we're never going to do that and we also don't have the overhead they do because the, they're screwed they got debt they got massive overhead we got like four or five idiots that run around a radio station and uh, work for some, some ghost energy drinks and some Black Rifle coffee. That's what we are. We're fired up. Ooh, right now we're working for some Liquid Death. That stuff is next level good. Shout out my girl, Joanna Angel. Liquid Death is delicious. I'm still go currently in my fridge going through a case of the... Uh, grim leaper the grim Leaper, just iced tea with a little bit of a lemon flavor it's not really sweet it's freaking it's good man they've always had water liquid depth but now they've got like flavored water and it's they did a great job so shout out to our, our friends over at scrub and the beverages flowing through the 49 all right let's get into this story this is a real story imagine the bad day you're having so there's a guy. He's a YouTube, uh, what do you call him? Wanna be influencer. That's what he is. His name is Adam Davis. And he's filming himself in his van last week. And he's talking on his little camera. And he's like, blah, blah, I'm so hungry, blah, blah, blah. And he reaches down and he unwraps a Cadbury egg and he eats it. And you notice on the video, the Cadbury egg doesn't look like it. it the wrapper it's just a regular old Cadbury egg but when he eats the actual egg it's it's like colored it's and he even looks at it like it's a weird color and he eats it all right well here's what's going on in the UK where this happened they have 280 half white half milk chocolate eggs that are wrapped this isn't in in America but it's in the UK And if you find one of those eggs, you bring it back to them and they give you $10,000. Well, not everybody knows that, including this dude who looked at the eggs like, this is weird. I didn't know I got like a different flavor of one or whatever, and he eats it. Of course, people watch his video and they're like, hey idiot, you just ate $10,000. Yeah, so he's got his little YouTube channel and on camera, he eats a $10,000 egg. and says he had no idea says he feels bad about eating it. He said he had no idea the money would be great, but the egg's gone. He ate it. Now he's trying to go back to Cadbury and say, hey, you should give me some of the money because I promise you, this is one egg that you're not going to have to pay up on because I ate it. And they're like, yeah, we're not paying up, but he wants them to give him some prize money. He's saying he's giving them notoriety. I think he's trying to get some for himself because, well, you're an idiot. You ate a $10,000 egg. And he clearly ate the $10,000 egg on camera because you can see it. Very funny stuff. So, just thinking you're having a bad day, just realize you ate your lunch, but you probably didn't eat a $10,000 piece of candy. <laughs> I'm Stretch. It's the big 49. Big, big, big. big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The dudes over at Motocross Action Magazine have posted up their 2023 450 shootout video. And you know those things always kick ass. They get tons of views. Go check it out at the Motocross Action YouTube channel. The best part about these videos, if you're looking to get a bike or you just want to see how your bike stacks up against all the rest, this is a great source of information. They do a great job on these videos. We really dig them. I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert, so if you want to know who wins the shootout, go check out the video over at YouTube. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's the Stretch Show. Time to pack it up. It's the bro-him. It's the wrap-up music here on the Stretch Show. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thank you for listening to us, please. If you like moto, if you like rock and roll, there's a lot of people listening to Big 49 that aren't into moto, but they tolerate the moto. I I would imagine the only time it gets to be too much, there's interviews of people you don't know who they are. If you're just into rock and you don't know moto, but we get the, it's the biggest names in motocross that we get. And these are real authentic dudes. So I I don't think the interviews are off-putting, but Saturday, when we do full-blown moto coverage for the entire day, four or five hours at a time, I could see people tuning out if they weren't into moto at that point, but we don't care because there's a million of moto heads that love it, so shout out to you guys right on, bitches, and it's all good, it is all good in the hood, man, we are going to keep bringing it to you, rock and roll better than anybody, motocross better than anybody, podcast better than anybody. podcast. 15-minute podcast. Suck my balls. I do 15 minutes and two segments on The Stretch Show all by myself with no producer. I actually have the greatest radio producer in the history of the world. That's not a lie. His name is Stretch. Stretch RE is produced by Stretch, the greatest radio producer ever in the history of the world. I stand firm on that. I I, I truly, truly was at one point. Not to toot my own horn, but beep effing beep. I was the greatest radio producer in the history of the world. I took garbage and got it into... Like, you know, we, we're getting Dino Wilson into the top ten right now. Dino's a great effin' writer. That's a that's a small order. I took garbage radio shows and put them into top eight, top five. In Los Angeles. One of the most competitive radio markets in the world. I'm an effin' radio guru. My God, I'm amazing. Yeah, so Stretch does have the greatest radio producer in the history of the world. His name is Stretch. So I have that up my sleeve. Might be why I'm better than all these effing podcasts. I also have better engineering producing skills on a digital editor than any of them. Get in my lane, bitches. See what happens. I'll come in your lane. I talk moto all day. And I got opinions. Opinions are like a-holes. Everybody has one. Not everybody can do what I do. Nah. I got homer simpson in my studio you got talking homer in your studio my homer dances and sings that's what i got got a yz 450 in there by the way currently working on a deal the yz 450 may be gone we be see another bike in there soon yeah you never know what's happening big 49's not messing around we're coming to play new stuff coming too That big announcement's been just brewing and brewing and brewing. I said January, February, we're now in March and I don't have it, but that's typical for the rate of business and the way things go. But any time in the next couple of weeks, we might hit you with something really, really, really freaking cool. So get ready for that. It is amazing. Oh man. Uh, here's a story I wanted to drop on you before I left today. I've been meaning a hit the last couple of days. One of those banks that imploded up in Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley Bank where all the tech people had their money. And they realized there was problems at the bank and everybody made a run on their cash, which at that point forced the bank to close its doors and the federal government to come in and take over the bank. Well, if you had millions of dollars in there, your FDIC insured to like 300 grand or whatever it is, you lost the rest of it. It's gone. And now another bank's gone down. But here's the typical bank stuff that you'll you'll love to hear. On Friday, hours before the federal government seized control of Silicon Valley Bank, they knew they were going down. So what did they do? They paid out massive bonuses to their employees and their corporate people. Seriously. Also, the federal government came in and the federal government um, a lot of the employees on because they don't want massive upheaval when they're trying to get things straightened out and work out the closing of these banks and get people back as much of their money as they can. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. We're going out of business. What do we do? Let's take all the money in the bank before the Fed sees it and pay ourselves big bonuses. Cool. They're like, oh, no, no, Those were on the books. They were due to be paid out. Yeah, hours before you close your door, you MFers. Business people are the most vile, corrupt Awful pieces of crap on the planet. Bankers in particular, stock people in particular, just vile, disgusting vermin. Hate that crap, man. Gotta look out for the regular guy. Granted, it was Silicon Valley, there was a lot of tech people in there, but I'm not a guy that's like, let's steal from the rich and give to the poor. No, I'm like, I'm rich because I worked my ass off on it, keep my money. I do have a little empathy for those people that lost their cash craziness all right i'm getting out of here i'll be back tomorrow tomorrow on the show justin bam bam effing barsha and if you miss kitty Roxen, we'll drop him in the middle of the show as well that is the hump day spectacular I'm stoked on that i'll talk to you guys again tomorrow thank you for listening to us tell your friends until then god bless you all and god bless the united states of america